Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Charge Shot Gamescast. I'm your host, Ben, aka the Marvelous Siggy, and joining me is my right-hand man, the man who will face me in December in a first of ten in Mortal Kombat 11, Mr. Zero Score, Justin. And before you add, before you uh, say your spiel, Justin, I need to ask, who are you going to play when we face each other in December for our first of ten in Mortal Kombat 11? I don't know, I'll probably think about it the day of... Ah, okay. I figured you would go if you're gonna. I'll be honest with you. If you want to be scrubby, if you if you want to like try to catch me off guard, pick Sub Zero, because I, for the life of me, cannot uh, time his it fits slides. Because his zero slides score, Sub Zero score. Oh, I like that actually. Yeah, so I, I do. Yeah, so like I I would recommend Sub Zero. He is a great online character. That is no disrespect to anybody who plays Sub Zero, but Sub Zero catches me off guard. Every fucking time, because all you gotta do is like, when's the slide coming out, and I'll miss time it every time. So there See, you go. See, I would be more likely to go with Frost um, on a on a similar note, but I don't. That's know one of I, the harder characters to use, honestly. I know, you but I love her. Kicked. I'm I'm not saying I will pick her. I'm just saying like, if I was going to do a character like that, I would do Frost over Sub Zero because I like her more. That's fair. Um, she is one of my better characters, but like you said, she's very tough. So I definitely need to practice, and I don't yeah, really want to practice she, she, because this is all just bogus. We talk about the game; we're talking about practice. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I can't decide if I should use Rain or Shao Kahn on you. Why are you I using the Rain? We get to that date because it's the only. Ca- I mean, like, who else am I going to use, Luke? I mean, like, let's be real; I could probably beat you with any character, wow. so no matter what. It's okay. just a matter of okay. it's just a matter of how how bad it's going to be. I'm just saying. And do I go want in to no practice with someone you've never used? Just just throwing that out there. No. The the the, the purpose of a first to ten, even if it's somebody, even it is to pick your best character, a, a character that you think you could win with against somebody, and you pretty much you learn the matchup as you go along. That is the purpose of the first to ten. That's why there's no character right. switching. Um, so that's why I'm either going to pick Rain. Or, or uh, Shao Kahn. Or maybe I'll let people decide, hey, who do you want me to see me play? Rain or Shao Kahn? Pick your poison. There you go. Um, but besides that, you had a I lovely did. weekend. Um, are you going to introduce Ty, or are we just going to talk about me? No, I was just saying that you had a lovely, had a lovely weekend. And joining us is Captain O'Shaughnessy himself. I don't know why I said that. Tyler! I have no idea who that is, I so I'm not I thinking. can't make a joke around that. I'm sorry. Oh, shag nasty. <laughs> that's what we call him. Osh, you need to go to Oh Shag Hennessy's office. I think that's probably what I was on my mind. I think I watched a Keen's. You Keen's done messed up, A.A. Ron. Tyler. <laughs> I still love the video oh, okay. of, of uh, uh, Ke- Keegan doing that in Toad's voice. Toad. <laughs> that's great. Absolutely. All right, everybody. We are the Charge Shot Gamescast. We're a weekly video game podcast dedicated to games we're playing, news we're reading. And um, as I alluded to a few minutes ago, a minute ago, Justin had a lovely weekend outside of video games. So if you wanted to talk about that, feel free, buddy. But if you manage to screw some gaming time, yeah, let's so go. I was off work for like five days for my wedding anniversary last week. Uh, Praise hey. me, thank you. Um, Happy anniversary between you. you and Brooke, and four years strong. And nice. um, I really didn't play any video games in in my five days off. So uh, I'm gonna have a That's pretty good. short section. I did play a little bit, but. Um, yeah, we had a very nice weekend, uh, went up to the St. Louis area, um, which even if you aren't from Missouri, you probably know what St. Louis is, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. St. Louis. 
the patron saint um, of Lucy's. Like Forest Park Art District area. Um, checked out the zoo, which I, I love our zoo. It's so cool. Um, and yeah, just had a just a, a genuinely good kind of chill time. Um, we don't really make a big deal out of this stuff, and we couldn't like usually we travel somewhere like. We went to um, Canada a few years ago and met with Thomas. I, I talked about that on the show. Um, but, you know, traveling isn't really an option right now. So, like, last year, all we did was ordered food in and watched movies at our house. Like, that was our <laughs> that was our anniversary. So, at least this year, we wanted to do something. Um, and St. Louis had city ordinance for masks, so, like, all public areas inside, you know, it, was, it felt very safe to visit. So that was nice. As safe as you can right, yeah. be, at least. Um, it was kind of weird at the zoo, because, like, you had to have a mask inside. So, like, if you went into the, you know, the indoor animal enclosures or whatever, you had to mask up. But then outside, you didn't. So, like, we went through the penguin area with masks on and everything, uh, which was kind of good, because the penguin area stinks. <laughs> so it was at least like a little bit of a barrier, you know. Um and then we got out and like the next area we went into, I put the mask back on and I was like this still smells like penguin. <laughs> it was kind of like the, the smell lingered with you as you it moved smells on. like happy feet here. Yeah, it was it was a little weird. But um yeah, very nice weekend. And so most of what I have played was like a little bit Sunday night into today basically um so sunday night for a little bit i actually booted up uh forza horizon 5 um which i'm sure ben will talk about more i basically just did a few of the intro tracks uh kind of got a feel for the controls and everything um i'd actually played the last game so like i got like a a promo car because i had save data from it oh Um, and that's cool i tried to use that car because it was like very highly rated um, they basically do like a kind of a grade mm-hmm. scale of like E, yeah, A, B, like, C. I, th- I think the yeah. the lowest I saw was like E or something, but and then it goes up through to like something S like that, yeah. something like S two, S three, that kind of thing. So I had this like S two mm-hmm. car that was ranked like nine thirty seven or something, which I assume is out of a thousand. Um, and I was like, okay, I got to use this one. Like it's the best car I have, and I just whiffed every race I was doing because like it can't take turns. Like, it, it drives too fast. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is the car I used in the last game and why I didn't really like it. So I switched over to, like, one of the, you know, <laughs> default cars you get in this. And I was actually having a lot of fun with it. Like, the open world area is very cool. Like, you basically just... Instead of, like, picking missions from a drop-down, you uh, essentially set a waypoint and then drive to that location in the open world. Um, and along the way, there's, like, mm-hmm. a bunch of collectibles, like, X- XP uh, boards that you, like, break. Yeah, XP boards, fast, yeah. fast travel boards, stuff um, like that. And then there's some other little kind of, like, not necessarily collectibles, but, like, things that activate, um, like, trick bonuses and that kind of thing as you drive around. So basically just normal driving will still, like, activate score multipliers. So it's just really fun to explore. Um, like, I went around... And it, it tracks everything against your friends. There's kind of a social element. And, like, even when you race, um, you're kind of racing against, like, what I'd call the ghost data of your friends. Um, so, like, mm-hmm. it'll... Yeah, I saw um, 
you and uh, Thomas's and some yeah. other people I knew. Like, are y'all? Pl-? No, they're not. Yeah, I, I, at first I was like, which wait, I think is cool. All these people aren't playing this game right now on the same mission, right? Like that. That's not. That's not possible. Um, and then I realized that like that wouldn't really work with the way you can like rewind and stuff. Um, so it essentially takes oh, yeah, like, yeah. your like your racing score and probably like some you know AI manipulation or whatever to kind of like put your driver into the race as just like a computer player. So it feels social without like being online. Um, but I think there actually are some real players like out in the wild. Um, cause there were some other, like some names on top of cars that I didn't know. They were just random people and like their cars were kind of see-through like in, um, GTA online where you, like, you can't run into them or anything, but like you can see that they're driving around you. Um, and that was kind of interesting. And then, like, if you kind of interact with them, then they'll show up in your races, too. Uh, even though you're not friends with them. So, yeah, it feels very social, and, like, exploring and stuff is fun. But anyway, I was just, like, driving around, and I noticed, like, these notifications would pop up of, like, you know, number of XP boards destroyed. And it, like, compares your number against, like, whatever friend is, like, the next highest. Um, and so... Yeah. At one point, I started just kind of accidentally doing, like, some tricks, um, which is basically just, like, you know, getting air, uh, doing, like, um, like spin-outs, like donuts in the uh, kind of the off-road area, um, drifting, that kind of stuff all just, like, gives you a score multiplier, and then, like, the more different things you do, the more it multiplies. Um, so I had a pretty decent run that, I, like... Just just by accident. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to keep this going. So I went for a while, and I was like 5,000 off from uh, Ben's like skill, like trick score or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. That's cool. <laughs> now my next goal is going to be to just blow that out of the water. So I like stopped just doing missions Just beat it by one stuff. point. Yeah. Um, I, I stopped doing missions and stuff and just like drove around like doing crazy things that I thought would like uh, get the multiplier up. And I got up to like a like seventy thousand something, um, like trick bonus, and I was like, "Yeah, you get like points for almost like just driving and just maybe drifting, and as long as you're doing yeah. it consecutively, you're gonna like rack if you shit stop up. whatever you're doing for a little while, it'll like stop the combo. But it's not like you know Tony Hawk or whatever where you have to actively like maintain it through you know manuals and things like that. It's just." You get bonuses for, like, you know, good driving, bad driving, honestly, um, you know, skillful oh, yeah. driving, like, that kind of stuff all multiplies together. Um, so, yeah, I'm finding that stuff really fun. And, like, the actual race challenges and stuff themselves are good, too. Um, I saw something in the description of the game about, like, flying. And I don't know what that means, because as far as I know, it's just a car game. It's Tommy Wiseau's flying car from the first draft of the room. Um, I mean, like, I don't think you get planes, but you, like, I mean, there are moments where, like, you jump off of, like, steep, like, steep ridges and you're literally flying. So Maybe, maybe that's um, it. Like, you get huge, you get huge air in, in certain, uh, most of the off, uh, uh, cross-country, uh, mm-hmm. uh, races, like, they'll set up ramps or just natural, you know, terrain and you just go, like, not all the time. Sometimes it's just a little bit, I'll say, big air, but there are moments where, like, the camera will literally slow down. Like, I did have a really cool, um, like, jump off a cliff moment. Um, 
But, like, there was one, like, an early, uh, like, the first kind of story race or whatever. You just, like, you switch between all these different cars as they're, like, dropped out of a plane. And then you just take control of them to do whatever. And I think it's kind of introducing the different uh, mission types. But the end of it is, like, a, a race against other drivers. And then these, like, guys in flight suits start racing you, too. And you have to, like, drive, like, faster than the, the guys flying, basically. And I'm wondering if there's, like, later missions where, like, you get to have the flight suit, which would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, you get out of the car and, like, you know, use a flight suit instead. It just becomes Fast and Furious. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, it pretty much is Fast it and Furious is. from what <laughs> I understand. With with the shit that you, Minus, like, people shooting mm-hmm. at you or stuff like that. Yeah, it's really fun so far. Um, I've only dabbled, and, like, I need a lot more cards and stuff, but the only thing that's kind of disappointing is a lot of the, like, car mods and stuff are locked away behind progression, so you can't really do anything to, like, customize your ride, aside from, like, a few color options uh, at the very start. Yeah. It takes a lot of currency um, to actually, like, get anything done in they the won't. game. Yeah, they want you to either spend money or spend a lot of time yeah. playing the game. Which, so it all depends on how much you're willing to put in or how much do you even care about customization, really. But yeah, speaking of currency, I also want to briefly touch on um, something that we'll talk about more in the news, uh, Halo Infinite. So the multiplayer of that dropped today, um, as of this recording, and it's free for anyone to try, like on PC, Xbox, um, I think it's on Steam and the Xbox Store. so, I mean, pretty much anyone can play it, and it, it, I guess it's cross-play and everything. But, yeah, I went ahead and downloaded it because it sounds like we're going to uh, do kind of a multiplayer stream of it on Thursday. Um, which, again, we'll talk about that more later. But I wanted to just get, like, a, a quick taste of it in before the show so I could talk about it. Um, and, I mean, it's Halo. Like, I got, like, one match in and then kind of went into some of the character customization stuff because I wanted to see, like you know, how they're monetizing this, this free to play multiplayer mode. Um, but yeah, I did one match with like a, like it just kind of matches you up with other people and then you fight bots, um, just to get a feel for the controls and stuff. And like, yeah, it's very much the three, four, three control scheme, but like it feels fast and fluid. Um, I love that there's a vault now, so you can just kind of hop up into windows and stuff. Um, like, I I didn't totally get a sense for, uh, like, the loadouts and stuff. Like, I, they changed it so your, uh, your, uh, what are they called? Your grenades are on the left bumper, and your skills are on the right bumper. That's weird. Um, like, whatever, you know, thing you pick up. Um, and so I got, like, a like a sprint or something. I'm not sure what it was. Like, like charged forward. Um, that I used once, but, like, I didn't find anything else around the map or anything like that. Like, there was no, you know, invisibility or whatever that they've had before. Um, and weapons were kind of limited. There was just, you start with the assault rifle and the pistol, classic Halo. And then I found the rocket launcher, Mm -hmm. which still feels very good. (laughs) Um, and there was one other weapon that I didn't pick up. I think it was the battle rifle. Um, but yeah, I mean... I really don't know what else to say. Like, it it feels like very good Halo. Like, I, I've missed it, um, but it's also not revolutionary. 
aside from some of the new, you know, mobility things like vaulting. Um, <clears throat> also, you can sprint at any time, which <laughs> when, when, uh, Ooh, I mean, it's a big deal. When me and Thomas played through me. the original trilogy, like, it's slow sometimes. You can sprint. <laughs> um, but the more interesting thing was the amount of customization options. Like, for one, you first boot up the game and it takes you right to the accessibility screen, which I love that so many modern games are doing that, you know, when they're not made by Nintendo. Um, because it's right there. You get, like, you know, high contrast modes, um, like button customizations, subtitle options, like hearing impaired options. Like, all of that is the first thing you see when you boot up the game. So you don't have to fiddle around with anything before you make your customizations. And it's it's very, like, consumer-forward, and I appreciate that. I just wanted to give it a shout-out. Um, but then I got into some of the customization options, and, like, they're really cool. Um, there's a bunch of different, like, body armor options for your Spartan um, that are all, you know, locked behind the battle pass, of course. There's a bunch of different color options and, like, like kind of... Sp- special armor plating for each armor type. Um, So there's, like, right now, I think there's three or four uh, different, like, Spartan builds. And then each of those has a series of, um, like, color customizations. Not color, sorry. Um, Like, pattern customizations, basically. So they look slightly different um, and have some kind of, you know, unique textures and stuff on them. And then you can also change the actual color of your build. Um, so, like, I don't have any of the, you know, armor unlocked or anything yet, obviously. I played one match. But you do have pretty full access to the color options, which is really nice. I, I picked a super cool yellow color um, because, of course, I did. It kind of looks like Bumblebee now. And uh, there's, like, emblems that you can choose. Um, and there's some really cool little art things. Like, you can basically put them on anything. Like, you can customize weapons, um, vehicles, your, like, kind of, your, like, emblem or whatever. Um, with, like, your, you know, gamer tag and all that on it. Um, and your armor. So you can put these little emblems all over the place. And you can do different ones on, you know, each thing. So I went with an Angry Kitty motif, because of course I did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But each of the emblems also has different color combinations. Um, so you could put Angry Kitty on everything, but make it a different color on each thing, uh, which is really cool. And like like I said, you can fully customize each weapon, each vehicle, um, and then various parts of your body. And like, there's also like, kind of like the, you know, the car mods and Forza like I was talking about. You can actually customize each body part of your armor plating. Um, so, like, mm-hmm. there's, you know, unlockable shoulder pads and chest plates and, like, hand, like, like glove armor type. Like, there's so much stuff. And the fact that it's all locked behind a battle pass means that it's probably going to be unnecessarily expensive to get anything. But that oh depends, like, what's from just playing and what's from, you know, paid battle pass and how they milk it over time. So like that kind of thing is hard to tell right right now, but the amount of things there is very impressive. And like, it makes me excited to play more to see what I unlock just through gameplay. 
Um, oh, and there's also these little like AI creatures that there's there's a few of those, and then like there's more that are locked. Um, but they each like kind of are their own shapes, and they have their own voices, um, like kind of their own personalities. They're somewhat like the ghosts mm. in Destiny, but like they have you know different voices depending on which one you pick. Your own Cortana, sort basically. Of. Yeah, and they're pretty cute. Um, but yeah, I like that they actually have like personalities, so you're not just picking the shape you like; you're picking the character you like, basically. Um, but there's some really good things in there. Like as far as you know, the free to play model. Like I'm okay with some monetization because it's free to play. You got to make money somehow. I just want to see like how heavy it is on that. And, like, what I see so far is, right. like, there's a decent amount of customization just straight booting up the game. Um, I'm, it's just a lot of, like, the coolest things, obviously, are locked behind money. But of that's course. normal. Even yeah. Fortnite does that. So, I don't know. I'm excited. And I'll, I'll probably play a few more matches before Thursday so I can maybe get some more customizations. Um, but it's a strong start. And it plays very yeah. smooth. And also, uh... Also, um, probably if you're a Twitch Time member, you'll probably get like drops exclusively from Twitch probably, Prime, so yeah. you get customization that way more than like. Well, also like Xbox uh, stuff, else, but they oh. have um, perks and things through games. Oh, true, true, true. For for members, true. Um, Interconnected yeah. ecosystems. But the main thing I want to talk about is Final Fantasy V Pixel Remaster, uh, Pixel Remake, Pixel Remaster, Remaster. Okay, yeah. Um, I said that I was kind of waiting on 5 because I barely played that one, and I thought this would be the best way to do it, and I've made some decent headway. Um, I picked that up. It's not... It's not it's easy. Not. Um, I picked that up over the weekend and played a little bit, uh, because there was something I could do, you know, like when we were in downtime, like in the, in the hotel or whatever. Um, and... I, I, I'm trying to remember where I left off today because I was playing it quite a bit. Um, I just got the jobs from the fire crystal. Um, so like a few hours in, like it, it's not bad. Um, I don't know, like this is further already than I've ever played. Um, I don't know like how much game there is after you assumedly, you know, destroy all the crystals by accident. <laughs> Uh, because like there's uh there's okay. a lot see because I, I know the whole yeah, gimmick they, is like getting yeah. jobs from the crystals and so i assumed like the whole game was like you know they are spread out throughout the game but i went from the water crystal to the fire crystal very quickly um i guess there were a few optional things yeah. i didn't do before the fire crystal which is why that one was so hard for me but anything i say will be spoiler territory but just just hold on to your butt just hold on to your butts. Hold yeah. on to your butts. I'm sure. <laughs> nice. Like, firmly grasping. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, I will say that I named my main character Butts, because that is his original canonical name. Fight me. So are you, So by that logic, are you going to name Tara Tina? No. Okay. No, I'm not. Tina's a nice name, though. Tina Turner? Tara's See, also I, a name. When I originally played Final Fantasy VI, she was named Terra. When I originally played Final Fantasy V, he was named Butts. So, that's what I'm going by. Well, there goes No Nut November. 
Uh, um, yeah, it's stuck out November. Yeah, I just wanted to say a few more things about Final Fantasy V. Um, I'm really liking the game, despite some difficult bosses. Um, I had a really hard time with like the the liquid flame, or whatever it's called, uh, before the fire crystal, because it's one of those where like it changes form every time you hit hit it, but it also like retaliates every time you hit it. So, Oof. I was having an issue where it would kill everyone but my knight. Because the knight's beefy. Um, but I couldn't actually, like, do damage to it. Because I had, um, I had given her, it, it was the, it's the mystic knight. So, you know, blade imbuing. Um, I had given her a magical blade. And it did zero damage to him. Um... And he was barely hurting me because night. So everyone else was dead. I didn't have any Phoenix Downs. My healer was dead, so I couldn't raise. Actually, I don't think I even had raise yet, but point is I couldn't do it. Um, so like, there, there was a fast forward function in this version, but like it wasn't going to do anything. He was doing like two damage at a time. Um, and she had like 300 health so I ended up just attacking myself to death so that I could get the restart <laughs> uh, because you also can't flee the fight so I was like how how do I get out of this like he's not going to kill me and I can't hurt him it was really dumb um, so it took a few tries to figure out like the tactic behind beating that guy uh, because I guess you're supposed to have Shiva by then but I didn't do that like I, I, I didn't do the water tower stuff to get her um, because I didn't think I was supposed to and then I finished the water crystal and it like shoots you over to the the fire crystal area and like I wasn't able to go back because like you're locked into the ship so I gotta go back and get Shiva apparently I I didn't know that until I looked up a guide and it was like use Shiva and I'm like where <laughs> um but anyway, yeah, it, it's got those, you know, those obtuse, like, kind of non-linear moments uh, where, like, you can totally miss things if you don't just check every path. But then one path I checked had an enemy that was doing, like, 300 damage per hit, basically one-shotting all of my party, and I was doing no damage to it, so I was like, okay, clearly I'm not supposed to be here yet. Um, so I assumed the water tower I also wasn't supposed to be at yet. Whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely excited to see what else happens. Cause like I said, I thought the crystals were basically the whole game. Like the end was like where the earth no. crystal is. Um, the, there's a whole like sort of like extra plot. I kind of figured like finding out what is causing the crystals to shatter or whatever. But I guess you just get like all of your jobs from the four crystals and then the game keeps going. Um, I was surprised how early you get the More summoner, which was kind of nice. Um, but the main thing I wanted to say is I was reading up some, some tricks online, like, before the game came out, of how to kind of, like, maximize, um, Final Fantasy V and, like, make it less, uh, like, just brutally difficult. And someone said to basically make your whole team monks at the beginning. Um, get them up to level two, like, job level two, so that they get the barehanded, uh, like, sub ability or whatever. Then you can make them whatever you want. Um... And if you keep them equipped with barehanded, you could have, like, essentially, like, a whole team of mages, for example, that do ridiculous, like, physical damage output 
because they have the the monk power. The um, wizard casts punch. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and like that was breaking the early part of the game. The only reason I was struggling on that fire boss is because you can't really just like brute strength it. Um, but like <laughs> my monks were doing like two to three times the damage my knight was. It's stupid. <laughs> Sorry, not my dumb. monks, my my mages. Um, it's kind of gotten to the point where like it's leveled out a little bit um, because some of the the uh, weapons you get are just good enough that they you know equal the barehanded damage. Um, but it's still a really cool trick that I definitely recommend to anyone picking up Final Fantasy V for the first time because some of those early things, like when you don't have a lot of abilities, can be super tough. And this way, you can just you know hit attack on everyone do the auto battle and just kind of blow through the grinding um in an early game to get a head start nice um i don't usually try to do those like you know cheesing tricks but this one like like i said it's kind of only good for the early game um so i thought it would be a, a nice like uh kind of first step or whatever this sounds a lot like the Magikarp trick in Pokemon Red and Blue, where you just grind it up and just have Gyarados just plow through the rest of the game. I mean, there was a lot of tricks for the first Pokemon games because they were broken. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But this was also kind of like the the ref, the main refinement of the job system that started in Final Fantasy One. Um, so, Not according to a certain poll on uh, the internet. <laughs> so. It's our, it's our got some say. issues still, but like, I think the jobs themselves are really solid. The main thing I don't like is you can only have one, like basically two ability slots. So like, if I want to have barehanded on another class, for example, I can't use anything else. So once you start like kind of you know doing multiple jobs as you get new ones, like taking up an entire ability slot just for barehanded. Or really any, like, passive skill isn't really that effective anymore. Um, I wish you could have basically, like, a job and a sub-job, and then, like, passive abilities. Kind of like how Bravely Default does it. But, yeah. you know, this is still pretty But that's because they, that's, that's because they have that there. That's because that's years of messing with the job system and, like, well, how do we make this more compatible with a new generation of players? So, it's right. old school, man. But I'm just saying, like, that would have gone a long way if even just, like, one passive ability. So that gives you more incentive to try out different jobs. Um, because, like, right now... Yeah. At least it's not like... At least it's not like Final Fantasy III where you're required to be a certain job at certain... At certain cough, Peter Green here, cough. That's true. Yeah, to be a... Yeah, so it's not like that. At least you have the freedom to, like, okay, I want to run this team or this team. Unlike you, Brave of the Fall 2! <laughs> you disappointed. Appointment I mean, there's definitely some God times when, like, it feels like you need certain jobs, but you can, you know, you can make do without. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's mostly it. I'm really liking Final Fantasy V. Um, okay. But, like I said, I'm still fairly early. I'm, like, four hours in. Cool. I, when are they gonna... I'm surprised it's been a stagger release. I'm, I'm really hoping they announce six soon. Because six is one of the games up for my poll, which JRPG I'm going to play after Final Fantasy V, after after Grani is beaten. Hopefully, we beat mm-hmm. that in December. Um, so, I, I, if I want to play six, as much as I like the Super Nintendo game, if I can play a nicer version that I can, you know, on my PC and stuff oh, yeah. like that. I mean, the Pixel Remasters are better the with the, Like I can tell already, it's just from what yeah. little I knew about five. Like, 
It's it's subtle improvements. Just put them on Switch. Just put <laughs> them on Switch. What are you waiting for? Did you sign a fucking exclusive contract with uh, fucking AT&T and Verizon and I mean, shit? I think they're Bullshit. going to, like, after they're all out, I think they're going to get dropped as, like, a pixel remaster collection on console or something with, like, all six of them. I'll, I'll, buy, I'll pay 60 bucks for that. Um, but, oh, yeah, real quick, I also want to say, um, I'm playing the game mobile. Um, just because, like, it's easier for me. And I thought, like, I, I debated not getting it. Because, like, it doesn't have controller support. Yet, at least. Um, but that's I actually weird. don't mind the touchscreen controls. Like, the only thing that's kind of annoying is your uh, your radial movement. Because, like, it actually has four or eight directional movement. Um, the sprites look weird because they only, you know, turn four directions. So you're just kind of, like, sliding diagonally. Um, but every now and then, like, you'll kind of, like, do a loop instead of going straight forward because like it doesn't register you know the the way you're moving the digital um pad but like when you're navigating menus and like you know combat for example it's really nice just to be able to tap the option you want and then go like it makes it move very quickly and like interacting with things um is context sensitive so you can kind of cheese like uh items and barrels for example because the like the exclamation point of hey interact with this thing only shows up if there's something to interact with so you can just kind of like walk past you know all of the crates and barrels and stuff and you know there's a hidden item in one if an exclamation shows up (laughs) so you don't have to like you know mash buttons on every single thing to see like what's hidden around you or whatever um but yeah i'm i'm pleasantly surprised by the you know the mobile version of this game um, i know in the past they've been terrible with like big chunky menus and stuff. i don't even mind the font people keep complaining about like sure it looks out of place but like it's fine it's easy to read so i definitely recommend it either you know steam or mobile uh, you can't go wrong tyler what have you been up to who, me? Little old me? Uh, I've been up to a bit more than I have last week, uh, by comparison at least. Uh, mainly because of uh, the recent update, or probably a whole bunch of VTubers playing um, playing it all at once, I got back into Animal Crossing New Horizons uh, this past week. Um, I actually uh, went ahead and uh, got KK Slider to uh, visit my island because I hadn't done that in the first two months I played this game and then immediately put it down to play other things so that was cool i got the um i recently got the ability to uh terraform my island as much as i please whether it's uh Ah. getting rid of all the obnoxious river streams that are in the way or create or creating a new land and cliffs and stuff so right now i am in the process of uh, putting all the villagers houses on one end of the island and uh all the important shopping shit on the other side. So, uh, and uh, putting my house on top of the cliff because I stand above everyone else. I'm the one putting in all the work here, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's some pretty fun. He he is a servant of Lord Darkseid. He's just doing it in Animal Crossing. Yep. <laughs> I am the god of this island. You shall all pray to me. But yeah, um, I'm mostly doing this because... Uh, I want to see the new stuff they put they put in a new update. I haven't seen any mention of the cafe yet, but 
Oh, excuse me. Uh, I did recently visit Captain. Uh, uh, I don't think he was in the post game earlier. Uh, was he in this uh, most recent update? No, he's part of the new update that happened oh, okay. uh, last uh, at the beginning. Okay, of the month. so I visited him uh, earlier today, and um, he takes you to a new uninhabited island without the use of uh, spending uh, Nook miles on the ticket. You do have to pay a thousand Nook miles to uh, pay him, but you know it's whatever. But he sings his songs, and uh, they're just as catchy and as adorable as ever, and. Uh, yeah, it's just an island of free resources at that point. You can just take whatever you want and then leave. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much Animal Crossing. The only, the other thing that I've been doing is uh, I recently had an itch, you know, like a craving. Like, I've recently been uh, reading up on uh, old Yu-Gi-Oh! from 2002, 2003. Uh, the times before there was a forbidden list where you can use all these busted-ass cards, and no one would even bat an eye. Like, recently I, I pitched the idea to you guys on our private Discord that uh, we should, like, play old Yu-Gi-Oh! by uh, opening up uh, old packs and just uh, dueling with what we get on, like, Dueling Book or whatever. But since that didn't really go through at all, I just decided to boot up uh, an old Game Boy Advance game that I played for my youth, uh, it's called The Eternal Duel of Soul, and uh, it's basically a old-school Yu-Gi-Oh card-playing simulator where uh, you play mm. against uh, all the characters from the first series. Like, you play against Yugi, Tristan, Taya, uh, Joey, Bakura, all those dudes. And um, you're basically using the old format where pretty much anything goes. Like, you can put in Pot of Greed, you can use the Liquid Duo, Confiscation... All these nutty cards that you can't use in current Yu-Gi-Oh! anymore because they're so busted. And I've just been having a blast finding all these busted combinations. Like, probably the coolest uh, combo that I pulled off recently is uh, the Cyberstein Blue-Eyes Ultimate Dragon combo. Where there's a monster called Cyberstein where you pay a hefty chunk of life points to instantly summon a fusion monster from your extra deck. Naturally, I go Blue-Eyes Ultimate Dragon because he's a 4,500 attack beef stick. And, uh... Oh, that's a name I haven't heard in a long yeah, time. Yeah, Blue-Eyes Ultimate, back when he was incredible. He's the Hydra at that point, yes, right? Yes, he's the three-headed dragon, though he was immediately replaced with uh, Neo Blue-Eyes Ultimate Dragon in today's meta. But that's besides the point. Point is, uh, after uh, paying a hefty chunk of light points to get out Blue-Eyes Ultimate... I use Megamorph to pretty much double his attack points and just beat the opponent in one shot. So, that's a pretty busted combo. Uh, Cyberstein, as of now, is still banned, so you can't use that tactic anymore. You can still use Megamorph, though, but you're only limited to one, I think. But, yeah, I really want to play old Yu-Gi-Oh! with you guys. Hopefully uh, we make like a little streaming thing out of it. That'd be pretty fun. But, um, you said it didn't go anywhere, but I'm totally up for Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh yeah, totally. We should um, definitely organize something. I do have a bit of a plan uh, with that, and we are strictly strictly sticking with uh, the older sets, like up to Invasion of Chaos, I think, because that's. Can I use Red Eyes Black Dragon? If you pull it, yes. It is in the okay. very first set of the, of the game, uh, Legend of Blue Eyes White Dragon. So, it is possible to use it. 
So you're but saying yeah. like play in Legacy of the Duelist, but like lock the like the card generations to older uh, cards. Is that a thing a... you can do? You can do that. Uh, I'm not sure if you can uh, use any banned cards uh, in online play, though. Uh, I know for a fact you can't use it in rank matches because those are all terminal legal cards. But in like traditional play in the actual card game, you can use like a copy of one of each if you wanted. Mm. But basically, my idea was uh, there's a site called Dueling Book, and uh, you can pretty much uh, use any card in the game and just make a deck out of it. So okay. my plan was, uh, there's another site where you can uh, randomly op- open up uh, simulated card packs, right? Like, nine cards apiece. And uh, we opened 24 packs and just uh, use the cards uh, from all the virtual packs that we pull and just go from there. That way, it, it doesn't cost anything uh, to... So uh, it doesn't cost anything to use any of these cards, so... That was pretty much uh, my plan, and we don't have to unlock anything in Legacy of the Duelist either. So, that was my initial thought. But yeah, uh, aside from that, uh, I kind of dabbled a bit in uh, Shin Megami Tensei V, although I didn't really play much of it, uh, in all honesty. Um, But from what i played so far, it's pretty fun. Like, I'm kind of enjoying it. Like, people are saying that it's not Persona 5, but also is. I kind of see similarities, but you also got to remember that Persona is pretty much a spin-off of Shin Megami Tensei. And yeah. if you want if I could compare it to anything really, it's demonic Pokémon, like for all intents and purposes. Yeah, you don't even Yeah, you don't get like your own party members. You have to capture and barter with demons to form your yeah, team. You and Demons can just tell you to fuck off. Yeah, they can tell you to fuck off if uh, you tell them the wrong thing. Like, um, I was trying to, like, sweet-talk a slime uh, early on, and uh, there's a prompt where uh, where it's all like, uh, you want he wants uh, you to get closer to him, and you have the option to either get closer to him or just be like, no, nah, I'm just going to back off. So I do the latter one, and the slime's like, fair enough, I know I stink, I'm going to join your party if you give me this money. So he did. And, yeah, that's pretty funny. So, um, so yeah, it's demonic Pokemon. Uh, You still have um, all the elemental skills. Like, your main character uh, uh, starts off with Zeo, so he is basically Pikachu. And um, some of the early demons you get, um, the ones I have in my party anyway, the first one you get is Pixie, and she has uh, a wind spell as well as a healing capability. You have very limited uh, healing options in the beginning of the game. Like, I gamed over in the tutorial section. That should give you an idea of how brutal this game can be it's sometimes. It's hard. So, yeah. So, yeah, you get Pixie at first. And, um, yeah, for, like, a starting monster, you know, it's all right. And you get ones that uh, also learn Aggie, which is fire. You get one with uh, Bufo, I think it's called, which is ice. I swear, the Shin Megami Tensei naming conventions for spells are so weird, man. But Which is weirder, Dragon Quest or Shin Megami Tensei? That is honestly a good question. I cannot decide between the two of them. We'll take it to Twitter. Yep, we'll take it to a poll. (laughs) And then I'll have to take Justin's place in the first to ten. Anyway, I'm enjoying Shin Megami Tensei 5 so far. Um... I don't know if there's like a social aspect. Like I'm pretty much still in the in the tutorial section. So 
I don't know. We'll see where that goes if I put any more time into it. But other than that, that's pretty much all I got. I do like that idea, though. Justin, do you like that idea of, of Tyler playing substitute if he wins this particular poll? I like the idea of me not fighting you, so sure. Well, all right. Well, it's on then. Uh, Tyler will do a discuss terms, and then we will. Uh, Justin will have. You'll a be funnier if he regardless. You're gonna get a first to ten in the sim. Uh, it, regardless, you're gonna get a first to ten, and I will buy Mortal Kombat. Do you have a PC? Uh, I only got it on uh, Switch and PS5. Okay, we might have to rectify that then. Anyways, okay, so um, let's move on to me. Uh, so real quick, I'll, I'll, I'll be quick. Uh, I beat Trials of Mana the post game. Um, very cool. I love the new level four class system that they put in there. Very awesome. The final boss is really fucking sick. Big Eldritch God monster. You don't technically kill it, um, but it's still a cool vision nonetheless. I can't help but think is like, is it a reference to like a future mon- another mana game that I don't know of? Because my mana knowledge is limited to only two games of the series, so who knows? Um, I just find it odd that like it literally happens right before you fight whatever your final boss is. So after you beat that the post-game boss, you can then go fight the final boss again and see the credits. And the final boss is a joke to you, because now you're like 15 levels above him, and it's just a joke. You're just sm- mashing level 4 supers, and it's awesome. It's great. Um, I will do another playthrough at some point, uh, but anytime soon. But, God, what a fucking streamlined, excellent remake. Um, Shin, Megami, uh, Shin Tensei. I mean, Trials of Mana. I'm really glad I was in the mood to play it, and I saw it through. Uh, uh, besides that, um, I, uh, started up Resident Evil 4 again, because why the fuck not? Yeah. I don't know why. I was just like, eh, let me play. I didn't even start the game over. I picked up my save after I started. I can't remember exactly where it was now. I think it was, um, like, shortly before you meet, um, Ashley and Lewis meet together, before you go into that house where you're defending against all the invading Ganados. It's, like, not much to say. It's Resident Evil 4 on the Switch. It looks great. It's awesome. I I love knowing, okay, this is going to happen here. Okay, go do this here. Go do this here. Go back this way. Go get the broken butterfly to get the gun. Like, I just, it just, like, it's one of those games where, like, when I'm in the mood for it, and I'm in, I'm not always in the mood for RE4, but when I'm in the mood for it, I'm in it, and I don't want to stop playing. And, like, it's it's just, like, riding a bicycle, and we're good, and we're good. Oh, here's a Ganado. Here's this. Um, and you know, I, I knowing the tactics to take down enemies is still good, but also simultaneously dying a lot is also part of it. But I never get mad at dying in this game because I've beaten it uh, already four times. Um, it's just a good time. It's and also I'm doing this because I've uh, partially because I I didn't know that uh, uh, I've never played the a- the Ada Wong expansions that that this game came with in the PS. I never played those, so I'm doing it to unlock that really, so I can play those for the first time. Um, so we'll see how that goes. So, and I'm contemplating buying RE4 on PC because I technically own all, every single RE game up to six except for RE4 on PC. So I'm like, if it's cheap enough during Thanksgiving weekend, like if it's like $5, okay, there you go. RE4, so I get zero, one, two, three, four, all, and six. And then eventually I'll buy seven and eight at some point. So uh, I'll have the inside. Why? I, am, I, am I a Resident Evil super nerd? Apparently, I guess I am because like, I like the lore, I like the characters. I don't know, but I love Resident Evil. It depends. Evil. Are you going to see uh, the I mean, shit. Movie? Uh, depends on money and depends on Showtime. Because I feel like Superfan um, would to, actually but... enjoy the movie. Like, they would be like, they would defend it, we'll you see. know? Well, not, uh, well, I would say Superfan would be like, mm, fuck no. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just said that, I just know that the CGI in that trailer looked rough. Everything else is fine. Uh, but it's, I find it funny. Within the span of like four months, I've played and beaten RE5, 
played six with you, played beaten five with you, played three and two during October, and now I'm playing four. The only one I haven't beaten is one, so I just find that really funny. The, the one remake is um, very good. No, oh hell yeah, no, I, I just I'm just dumb. That's the only thing, and I, I like I thought about doing it for Halloween this year, but. It's just like, mm, that's going to be too boring. Let's just do two and three because they're more exciting and much more floative. Versus one, it's like a lot of like, mm, I have to pr- I have to know this game. What was that word? Floative? Flow? Floative. It's not, yeah, floative. I made up a word. It's, it's listen, man, the English language is flexible, okay? But is it um, floative? So besides that, yes, it's, it's, it's fluxative and floative, yes. Um, I just made up two words. So I did, before I get to like sort of like the big game uh, of this week... Uh, I started a, another indie game on Game Pass. I haven't gotten too much into it because the other game has been keeping up my uh, attention. I started a little game called uh, oh God, uh, the Oh Jesus! I'm already forgetting. The Is name it right One now. Step the, from Eden? Uh, it's it's a not One Step from Eden because um, I, I looked at that one. Uh, it, it, no, no, no. Like this one came out in September. Um, the insp- something inspiring artists. I, I don't know why I'm blanking on the name oh, right now. Um, I can just turn on my Xbox. Right now, uh, Echo Generation? No, that's not. No, 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 no. Um, hold on. I. It'd be ironic if the game he's forgetting is called Remember Me. <laughs> it's not Remember Me. I, I've played Remember Me. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is actually. It's not what I was thinking it was. Oh God, why am I? Why am I forgetting? Um. Uh, okay. So okay, I'll talk, go ahead and talk about Horizon. Five. While I'm thinking about the other the uh, the other game, um, oh, hold on, you know I can look pop up in the Game Pass app real quick. Um, well, I have it up. I didn't see like what you would have. Um, it's something artist. I don't know. God, I feel bad because like I was like fan, uh, uh, like loving it um, earlier, um, but for some reason, okay, I'll talk about Forza. And then I'll talk about this other game last because I really I think I feel like I should talk about last. So I decided to try Forza. I decided to try Forza for the first time, uh, partially because my brother was like, "Hey, this game's pretty cool. You should check it out. It's on Game Pass." And you will might have heard me make fun of Forza on this show. I probably tweeted something bad about, "Oh, it's just stupid cars, whatever," you know. And I'm not a car person whatsoever. And I decided, you know what? Fuck it. Try it. Like it's it's one of the few. Xbox One titles that's out there, um, and you know it's not like the worst it's gonna do is waste my time, which isn't. It's I'm not too worried about that, um, but uh, it is uh, Forza, Forza Horizon Five is possibly one of the best games I've played this year, and that is not hyperbole. I had a blast. I. The second it drops you in, it's your one second you're drop you're dropped out of a the the out of a car of, of a plane carrier and you're just riding off the bottom off of the side of a of of a of a volcano. It's it is a volcano, and it, it, I was gonna play this on PC because I figured okay it's it's made for the new console. And then I looked at videos like well okay it's a hundred gigabyte fucking download on it, and I was like I'm not gonna waste that much space on a game I might like at the time. Um, so I was like, well, let me look up on how it runs on the One X. And I am pleased to say, when I saw the videos, I'm like, it runs, like, smooth. Buttery fucking smooth on Xbox One X. Most people are probably not going to be able to tell the difference between the Series X 
and the 1X in terms of graphical fidelity, just because of how fast you're moving, like, you're not going to be able to see the detail. Like, obviously, it's gonna, you're going to notice something. Like, textures are going to look a lot better in the PC slash uh, 1X, 1S uh, models. But if you just want to play the game, you, it, like, it's gorgeous. They perfectly capture that sort of essence of, of Mexico. It's a really good visual landscape. And... The co- and while I suck at it, I am awful at this game in terms of I think I've maybe come in first place like twice, <laughs> maybe three times. It's probably it's on their record. You can fucking look it up. Um, it is uh, okay. I found the title of the game. No wonder I, I could it didn't say artist. Uh, but it, it like the myriad of cars is so good that like and how new user friendly it feels and it just makes you feel cool by driving around the city of mexico and i love just doing that honestly um it's just driving around just seeing the locations using the r stick to look around um so far my favorite modes in it are the off-road uh Mm -hmm. races um just because it's through dirt terrain and it's through other things like i like that so much the ones on tracks are fine but i mostly prefer the ones that are on like natural terrain I don't like those cars um, so as much. So it's and, tricky because you really need an all-terrain car for uh, that. Well, they, well, luckily they tell like in in races at least it tells you to recommend recommend uh, choose a recommended yeah. car. So usually I go with that, or you can buy one typically. So um, usually they, they they do a good so far they do a good job of telling you which car you need, or you'll have a car for almost every situation, or you'll unlock a car for every situation. <clears throat> um, and so far, it seems like most – it's like it's a fucking open-world racing game, which that kind of blew my mind a little bit. And it is. Like you kind of just go and drive and you do mission points. Um, you know, you'll you'll do story stuff. Story, you're just basically at a, a like a, a, at a party, at a big party in Mexico, which is kind of kind of cool. Like it's this big car festival. Uh, and pretty much what you're doing is at like each – like about maybe a little – you'll probably get into it sooner. Um, you'll get like sections of the map. You'll have like Baja, Horizon and stuff like that. And – each section as you go through each section it unlocks new modes and new race types you can play so pretty much that's your incentive to unlock them so i i don't know how long i'll keep playing this game right just like with anything but i w- i want to try to unlock at least the the, the core fun stuff um it's it, and, and like it just feels good to drive it just really feels good to drive the last thing i want to say about it is the customization that people are doing in this game is amazing because I, I immediately saw like some of the vinyls and decals that people put on and I assumed that oh you can just upload something to Microsoft and I thought and I thought about it like wait a minute they could probably get in trouble because it's a lot of copyright shit and so what I learned is that um, people are like literally using tools with the art tools within the game to make like whole faces and logos of like anime or of or, or movies or I the Jurassic Park logo one of my jeeps that you get early on I made I downloaded the Jurassic Park logo so it has the nice. Jurassic Park on the side. Right. I hate how really expensive cool. some of that stuff is like, though. Well, it's free. The the creator oh. stuff is free. Um, you just you just download it. Um, and or you make it yourself if you have the time. And shout outs to I tweeted this out, but shout outs to every anybody who goes through the effort of going through these elaborate designs. And even I, it allows, I love how basic you can do with it because I'm not the most creative person in terms of like, I don't have time to do that. Like maybe if I was a full Twitch streamer, I would like, okay guys, today we're going to basically do the entire stream and, you know, make like, make something in, in for in Forza. Um, I don't have that time. Like I, I just don't. So, but like just seeing what people make or like allowing me like, okay, I'm going to have my car be black and I'm going to put this decal on here and make it this color. Like I, it allows me to be who I want to be and however what my car wants to look like, how I want to look like even if I don't want to touch all these intricate 
Um, well, like honestly, the car customization it could be its own game. Like that, like that's how mm-hmm. intricate it is. Honestly, you could sell that shit off on its own and be like, people build love your own stuff. car, uh, create your own cars. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's like Soul Calibur's customization thing. It's 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 insane. I will say, um, as far as like the, the okay, custom so content, they have a very good like content filter. Um, I tried to do a custom license plate that what because once I realized how many characters it was, um, I, I wanted to put in uh, zero FKS. Um, nice, and it wouldn't let me do it. I was like, uh, I can't fit zero score, so I wanted to do zero something like, but yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't. No, it's um, it, it, it's great. I put Marvel low, so it's Marvel LOS, so it's like Latin. Um, they couldn't put, I couldn't fit the U. It would have been marvelous, but whatever. Fine, I'll Marvel los. That's not a word, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, go go check. Like seriously, e- easily. I never thought I would fucking say it. I didn't think I would say this, and this is the power of Game Pass and just trying mm-hmm. something new. Um, easily a game of the year contender. I mean, it's probably the best racing the, game. The productivity. Ever made. Yeah, it honestly reminds me like I'm playing uh, uh, Sega uh, Sega Rally on my Sega Saturn in 1998. <laughs> it really feels like that. And um, granted, I suck, and I'm glad the requirement is for a lot of these at least to just advance, like to get movement progression. Is just finish mm-hmm. the race. You don't have to win. Obviously, there's incentive if you do win, but I like that it's not a requirement. And um, great job from this team. And I can't wait to see. And this will probably be a game I can see myself coming back to as a seasonal thing mm-hmm. when they update shit and they put new shit in. And like, I, I probably won't touch the battle pass or the, the car pass, as they call it. I won't touch that stuff. But I will enjoy what's here. Uh, the last <clears> game <throat> I want to talk about is a very. It, it, it really tugged at my arch strings. And I want to play more, but Forza got in the way. It is called. The Artful Escape. Oh, uh, this is okay. uh, this is uh, d- uh, published by Annapur Interactive, which you know we've heard that name before. Uh, Florence, I think, is one of their big titles. I think of uh, a play sells they make one movie of them games. too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the store. I would prefer the term story-driven yeah, sure. games. Um, so basically, this game is about um, Francis Venditti, who is a young folk singer, maybe our age. And he is at his hometown in Colorado, which I posted some pictures on Twitter and the official Twitter account of the Artful Escape liked it when I tweeted about the Artful Escape. So thank you, uh, Artful Escape, for that. That was really nice of you to like my tweet like that. Um, number one, very gorgeous visuals. The, the, the Just go look at it visually. Um, it looks like it's going for like a paper aesthetic with real people, but it looks cool. Um, very smooth, very beautiful background. Some of the best backgrounds I've ever seen in a video game. Um, and you're pretty much this 20, maybe in his 20 year old kid who is, uh, trying to be a folk singer and he is the nephew of a very famous folk singer. Um, I can't, I think his name is John Venditti. Um, uh, it doesn't say his name on here. Um, and pretty much he's like, the opening prologue is just like, I, I don't know what I want. I, you know, like he's living in his uncle's shadow basically. And, you know, like I think all, like most, like that's something a lot of us can't understand, but uh, can at least sympathize with. Um, and to the point where like he's trying to find out what is his sound? What, what is my interview? And, and like, it's so bad that like the, uh, the manager, the person who's running the, the, uh, the concert. So there's having this big festival in honor of his uncle's 20th anniversary of his album of his, like, I guess his hit album being played. Um, and it hit like 3 million copies according to the game or something like that. 
And so, like, and he basically tells him, do not play anything that's not from your uncle's album. Do not do it. And, like, kind of yelling at him, like, just be your uncle. Don't be anything else. You're nothing special. Um, and so what happens is, like, he um, he wants to be something else, but he doesn't know what it is. So he, I don't know if it's real or if it's a dream, but an alien shows up. Yes, an, a motherfucking alien shows up. And pretty much invites him, invites Francis to become part of this rock interstellar, like, rock band to be, like, I guess their front man. And um, it all starts off with, like, you can basically weld a guitar. All you do is hit, like, press X on the guitar, and it's like, like, yeah, you, you know when you hear, like, a good guitar, like, wail, and it just, like, hits your soul? That's what it did to me. And, like, all you're doing is lighting up these, like, lights, like, LED lights, Christmas lights, all up across his small town. Um... And so basically, uh, um, Francis meets Carl Weathers. Uh, Carl Weathers is a, is a voice in this game, which I'm like, is that? Is he playing himself? I looked it up. It's Carl Weathers. Uh, no, he's playing a, a cosmic okay. uh, musician by the name of Lightman. Um, but it's Carl Weathers. Like sure. he sounds a certain way. It's not like it's Man, just not no. obvious. But like, so basically, the game is like you are going on like this epic cosmic trip to find your identity, to find his to help him find his identity, uh, and it seems to be a rhythm game. So you pretty much with you're with with uh, Lightman, you're like yeah. Uh, where's my ex? Okay, so like here's here's the the you can't really see that. Okay, uh, I tried. Um, it's a it's basically Simon says. So if he, when he did a note, you did a note, and it's it's all according to the buttons so you basically have to follow it and he'll tell you follow your own rhythm um and like oh okay and it's like it's like hitting me because it's like really good guitar welling like i don't know what it is about like hearing like a very good like it's just it's just so good but what really sold me on it is like you find he finally agrees to go on this trip to go on this epic cosmic journey again i don't know if this is a dream or if he's actually being kidnapped by aliens and carl weathers but he goes through this doorway, and all of a sudden, he's on, like, I can only describe it as the Rainbow Bridge, walking along it, and then the infinite cosmos is behind him, and you're just shredding a guitar while you're playing, and there's spaceships flying by you, and it's just, it's like, it is, I, you have to see it, you have to play it, it is, it, it was like, whoa, oh my god, it was, it was beautiful, it was so amazing, and the only reason I haven't put more time into it is because of Forza. I just wanted to play something simple just because I feel like with this game, I want to be focused. I want to I want to pay attention. Forza, I don't really have to pay attention that much unless I'm racing. But even then, it's just like, uh, go left. Not to simplify that, but I want to care about what's happening here in the Artful Escape. So, God, it, it, that, like, what a, it, like, possibly one of my, one of the st- stronger starts in the game. Uh, in terms of like hooking me and like what the premise is, so I can't wait to see what the actual game is because I know these games kind of games are not that long, um, but uh, I look forward to playing more. Hopefully, I'll try to get some more time in this week uh, to report back and to see uh, what else entails. But for now, go check out the Artful Escape on Xbox Game Pass or purchase it if you're inclined to do so. But I think that's going to do it for this time, guys. We're going <clears> to <throat> take a small commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to get into the news. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Charge Shot Games Cast. It is now time to go into the news section, and we got some sad news for you anime players. Uh, and it's regarding Jump Force. Uh, Jump Force uh, will be removed from digital stores in America as of February 2nd, 
27th, I'm sorry, 2nd is my birthday, February 7th, 2022. Oh no, anyway. Um, uh, oh god. Yeah, that game um, was kind of like a wet fart, huh? Uh, thank you for playing. This is what the note, uh, the Twitter image says. We will end the sales of full game DLC and virtual currency for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, Jump Force, and Nintendo Switch, Jump Force Deluxe, and the Jump Force Deluxe Edition on, of course, the date. Um, and of course, uh, they're gonna. I guess they're gonna have a sale for it. Online services will end in August of 2022. Um, content. This will be the content no longer be available. Logging into the multiplayer lobby, online events, clan functions, viewing the notice board, viewing leaderboards, accepting the uh, the rewards from the rewards center, in-game store, premium shop. Only this function. Uh, only this function will be available until August 1st, 2022. Online range match content, which will be available after end of online service. Offline content. Online battles, except rank match, DLC, DLC purchase before the end of sales will still be available to use after online service. And so, like, yeah, like, on paper, like, this could have been, like, the anime Smash Bros, but they went with the ugliest visual yeah, models. This, and the art style does not look good at all. And, and just cheap and just... Uh, like I played it, it like it's fine the first five minutes, and you realize oh every fight. Yeah, this like is that's this. pretty much all it is. Like it's pretty much a more watered down version of the Xenoverse games. Yeah, which and and those games are actually fun because um, of what you can do customization wise. And I played it for a few minutes when it was on Game Pass, but I I think and it's probably honestly going down because of the licensing agreements they have between all these different yeah. characters and various that's it's probably like a fucking legal nightmare so if you own jump force keep it downloaded because i know there's some people who still love the game and and like on on the premise of seeing but it's crazy how like a game with in terms of like the biggest anime characters goku um Kujo, kenshiro luffy from one piece yeah like some of the biggest names in shonen mag and shonen manga and barely moves this should have been a big know. deal and it's like yeah um was the my hero kids in there yeah uh, Deku, Bakugo, and Todoroki are all in here. Yeah, so it's like you even got the new generation in there, and it's like, nah. No, we're just... I mean, that just... So you gotta put more effort uh-huh. into that. Uh, but we'll probably get another one in like three or four years, because like they do... It seems they do these like relatively regular. Yeah, they've been... Uh, but they hopefully released a whole bunch of uh, jump-related games uh, only in Japan. They just don't do that well over here. There was a pretty solid right. like DS entry, maybe multiple... That were more like yeah, Smash clones. Okay, so, uh, but uh, if anything, Z- if there's one thing for sure, Xenoverse 2 will still get DLC. Because yep. some- somehow that game is Why still Why is that DLC. game still alive? So, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Alright, let's move on to some uh, SteamWorld news, as I got Justin very hyped this past yeah. Wednesday for this. Uh, Justin, we will be talking about both this and the gunk back-to-back, so be sure to have the gunk on standby. Gross. Um, since it's pretty much in the in the uh, in in the same thing, so uh, they announced a new Steam World game. They had like a little a little event, but these are two of the big things that came out of it. Um, we have a new Steam World game. Uh, it's called Steam World Headhunter. It's a stylized, colorful third person co op action adventure that directly follows the earth shattering events of Steam World Dig Two. Uh, all right. Rest in peace, Bluey. <laughs> uh, Bluey the Flame. I, is that was his name? I can't remember the, the little character's name anymore. Is it Bluey? Uh, something like that, yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Rest in peace, that sarcastic little fuckhead. Um, 
So yeah, uh, they are uh, the SteamWorld games are entering the world of 3D as we were just talking about games that should make the 3D transition. That's, that's true, actually. I guess that would that would have been a good one. Dang. Yeah. Right. Um, I will say, like, I, I saw something in the comments basically saying that this is the uh, the Stranger's Wrath to like you know Steam World's like, yeah. odd Oddworld comparison. Um. I mean, like, I, I was, didn't you mention them? I feel like this is their, this is like kind of like their, they're building their own little universe. Yeah, and here. I love SteamWorld um, way more are, than got... Oddworld, so. That yeah, makes me happy. Like, it's actually really, and the fact that if, like, number one, also they gave away SteamWorld 1 and 2, like, away on Steam, I think, <laughs> this past week. Um, so that's, that's, that's nice of them to do that. Um, I'm excited. No gameplay, it's just a short teaser, and it, like, of, of a robot getting shot. Um, and, uh, his head jumping out of the ground and attacking, uh, the person who shot him. So no gameplay, but I'm very excited that we're getting a 3D co-op shooter and hopefully it's online. So me and Justin can tag it up. Future stream game. Um, but I wonder like, will like Rusty, like how are his, uh, uh, the, the girl, the protagonist in the second game, like how are they going to play this? Cause I want to see, cause eventually it has to lead to Steam world heist. Because that's their like that's their future game where the Earth just explodes. Are we going to see that in this game? I don't know, but that's um, the problem. Is like all of these games I'm, have different playstyles, and I don't care about all of yeah. them. But I really like SteamWorld Dig One and Two, so like I don't necessarily need all yeah. of them to connect. But I like that this says like it takes place right after SteamWorld Dig Two, so it's like okay, I'm already invested. Yeah. Now just sell me on the gameplay. Yeah. Uh, especially how bad. When I, okay, the the card game, the RPG game was not bad. It's just the card. I didn't like the card of system. Um, but but like I played twenty hours of it. I gave it a fucking way more than fair share. That's fair. I didn't play it. And I still hated it. So there you go. I I wanted to like that game so bad just because it has such a cool mm-hmm. aesthetic. But just okay. Anyways, uh, but in addition to that, um, we did get an update on their other game that is coming out in December. Uh, the Gunk. Um, number one, we have a release date, which I don't believe we mm-hmm. had a release date before. It was then. announced and then um, nothing, I think. Right. It's coming to Xbox and Game Pass on 16th, on December 16th. Um, welcome to a vast alien world in the, in the gunk, encounter terrifying enemies and challenging puzzles on your quest to unravel the mystery of a forgotten planet. Can you save us in the process? And we get a, this is our first gameplay trailer and... I I'm I can't wait to see what this entails. It looks really good. It's kind of one of those like I don't totally understand what it is. It's not quite like a Death right. Stranding where it just looks boring, but like it might be more like No Man's Sky where it's just kind of conceptual and you can do whatever you want, but like there's not a, you know, a, a full like linear hook. Yeah. But I'm still I mean, it's not Game Pass, so I'm going to play it. But, like, also, I'm curiously yeah. optimistic. And it doesn't seem to oh, be connected sure. to uh, SteamWorld. SteamWorld, no. Which, that's fine. Not everything. I feel like if it's SteamWorld, they will connect. Maybe We'll probably get an... Maybe we'll get, like, an Easter egg. Maybe you'll find Rusty's helmet. His, like, like his his shovel or some shit yeah. like that. In, the, in, like, the in the gunk, but... Um, yeah, do it, know. like, Pikmin style. Cool. Where you, like, find things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tyler, what about what about you, dog? I don't have really any opinion. I haven't really played Steamworld myself. I might give this a shot. Oh, you though. should, dude. 
You should. You should try SteamWorld 1 yeah. and 2 at least. Heist and Hand of Gilgamesh are way different games. Heist isn't bad. It's just hard. Gilgamesh, if you like... Actually, you, you like Hand of Gilgamesh because it's a card-based, turn-based RPG. Okay. Isn't um, there another SteamWorld I, game I, I recommend it. Oh, no, it's just the four. SteamWorld Dig hmm. 1 and 2, Heist, and uh, Hand of Gilgamesh. It's just those four as of okay. right now. I know because I own all of them on Switch. Haha. Do I own the first? I don't own the first one on Switch. I need to rectify that. Mm. Okay, I own it on three. I own it on 3DS. That's where I, I think own I had it, it on Wii U. <laughs> and Wii U. Yeah, I got it on a humble bundle. Um, okay, so moving on, uh, we got some Game Award talks because that's a, oh god, that's a month away. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to think about yeah. that right now. Um, Jeff Keighley announces that double-digit new game announces for the Game Awards 2021. Um, and of course, you know, uh, in an extensive interview with former Kotaku and Polygon founder, co-founder Brian uh, Crescente shared on Epic Games site, Keeley detailed what to expect from the show, which airs globally on December 9th from the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Keeley shared That's that he, ex- uh, he expects Come the show on. to feature uh, four... Uh, well, I mean, you can just live stream it, dog. You can live stream it anyways. I know, but it's lame. Yeah. Um... Keely shared that he expects the show to feature 40 to 50 games this year, some or another, including games that are expected to release in 2022 or 2023. Keely noted that the show will be split about evenly between awards and game-related announcements and premieres. The game will also feature trailers for things that aren't games, including television shows <laughs> or movies inspired by games. So maybe we'll get that Laura Croft uh, Netflix anime oh, trailer yeah. uh, here. Uh, we'll probably get something for The uh, Last of Us because they've been showing some production stills. So, like, you know, they're in, oh. like, it's far enough along, we would probably get a trailer. Yeah. Um, that could be a point in the teaser. Of course, we'll probably get another Uncharted trailer, even though we just got one. We'll probably get another another trailer mm-hmm. of that. Which um, Muppet do you think will show up? And uh, Grover, and he's going to kill the entire audience. Bold. Because that's what Grover does. Yeah, that's, that's Grover what I guess he'll probably if be if it's Gro- playing the piano. Oh, that's a good one. That'd be fun. I forget who's been there aside Listen, from the Swedish chef. Just, just replace, just replace Shaquille with Kermit, and the show will become instantly better. Yeah, it'll be infinitely better. Keely the Frog okay, here. So, let's talk about what should have been a slam dunk, but was a rush job and got fucked up. Let's talk about the GATA. Remaster, shall we? Did you put an extra A in um, Yeah, GTAA, yes. Grand Auto <laughs> Theft Auto. Extra... Yes. <laughs> Grand Theft Alcoholics uh, Anonymous. <laughs> so, three days later, Remaster GTAA Trilogy still had a playable on PC, even if you bought it at least through... I think you could only play it on PC through Rockstar's launcher, correct? It's, yes. It wasn't on it's been fixed or... now, Okay, but it took like four days. Yes. Uh, so, Grand Theft Auto, Auto, the Trilogy Definitive Edition, was released on November 11th on all major platforms, including the Switch. However, for folks who bought it, the game on PC, they've not been able to play the game uh, since just shortly after it was released. Now, three days later, fans are still unable to access the game that they bought days ago, with no update from Rockstar on when the GTA Trilogy, of course, they have since... Uh, put it back up. The remastered uh, Grand Theft Auto Trilogy was had a very rocky launch with players acro- uh, across all platforms reporting various graphical bugs, gameplay glitches, and other annoying changes and tweaks. God damn it, odds, odds, ads. 
Um, oh, tweaks to the classic PS2 era games. But while Xbox One, uh, well, but while players on Xbox One or PS5 or Switch are dealing with annoying bugs and visual problems, players on PC are left unable to play any of the game included in the collection shortly after the game launched on PC. Okay, uh, so yeah, um, according to Rockstar via the last update, the, re- the reason the remastered GTA games remain unplayable is that the company uh, is currently removing files that were unintentionally included in these versions. Uh, no words on what files are being removed, though many speculate it could be all the unlicensed songs hanging out in San Andreas code, or perhaps it's all the dev comments left over bits from the hot coffee sex minigame code data miners have found in the collection. Um, so, yeah, this has been... Like, this should have been a slam fucking dunk for Rockstar. Yeah, right? The problem... Like, it's not so much that, like... They didn't have to, to you know, hit it out of the park... But they should have known that it wasn't like perfect. Okay. And the problem is, let me let me sh- hold on. The, the problem is that they also shut down any like community mods and things like that by basically delisting the old versions of the game. So this is the only one you can find. So like right. other modders had done this better. Like there are examples out there of like you know definitive edition versus modded. And you can see how much better the fans did, but you can't play those now. Nope. Um, I should have said not necessarily Sam Dunk, but a fast break to make a Sam Dunk. In which case, you got nobody in your way. It's easy to code. It's not. Look at like, funny enough, what many people thought EA would fuck up the Mass Effect trilogy <laughs> in in May of this year, and it turns out it's like it's. I've been playing it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And they fucking improved so much on that game, on those games, especially the first one, but also making the second and third one better experiences. And here it's like, and I wanted to buy the collection on on Switch because like it's it's fucking I fucking love uh, all three of those games more so San Andreas and Vi- more so Vice City, honestly. Of course, um, Vice City's the best. I kind of hope that you could buy the. Yeah, well, yes, I, I would say that. Yeah, because of all the cool eighty mm-hmm. songs uh, and the mission types and everything like that, but. <sighs> the one thing that annoys me the most is the rain. Mm. I don't know if you've guys seen that I shit. I did not see that. Uh, just go look up GTA Trilogy Rain, uh, Tyler, and you'll see. It looks it's like really milk. bad. Oh, um, no. It's like yeah. there's a filter over the front of the screen that's just like flat like lines. And then there's the yeah. actual oh, rain like in the game. It's really it weird. Look like and, uh, it looks more like Also, you, if you... If you if you try to drive at night in the rain, you literally yeah. can't see anything, um, and it creates weird optical illusions. And like, I don't know how you're supposed to, like, I mean, I heard most of the game is fine. Like, it, it turns out like it runs pretty okay. Like, maybe those glitches are not as crazy as people are reporting for everybody, but it's still a a rush job. And well, like, they handed it I to a mobile developer studio. who made this. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, it's a and like. There's some odd like with the map scaling, it's it doesn't look as big as like it did back in in in, in um, the 2000s. Uh, it would have been nice to go back to like a like a nicer like a nicer looking version of you know three uh, Vice City and, and San Andreas, but Rockstar. I mean, like this is what people like. It says we're not getting another GTA game for like another four years at the earliest. You know, at least let us play these games that define what GTA are, right? Like, no, yeah. we're going to release these because, you know, we know you're going to pay for it. Or we can just rely on GTA online money. 
Yeah, I was going to say, we can't release GTA V again. Let's just uh, try to milk as much as we can. Oh, oh no. I, I saw a hilarious tweet where, like, GTA releases in trilogies. You know, GTA, you know, uh, like the first one, and then the PS2 era, GTA 3, uh, San Andreas, Liberty City, um, you know, and then GTA 4, um, then the, I guess I had, like, some spinoff things. Yeah, the Battle of yeah. Gay Tony. And then GTA... Yeah, yeah, there you go. And then uh, GTA Five, GTA Five on P on PS3, Xbox 360, GTA Five on PC, <laughs> GTA Five on PS4, PS PS5. I'm like, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, it's the Skyrim of Grand um, Theft Auto. Except Skyrim actually plays well. It, it has bugs, and has but at least been it improved plays every well. released. That's true. Yeah, and God help, God help me. I want to play Skyrim on my oh. Switch. God help me. Um... Okay. Either way, that's another. That's a front of the discussion. Does anybody want to buy me Skyrim for my Switch? Anybody? I have Hello? Skyrim for my Hello. Switch. I could mail it to you. We'll talk later. Because <laughs> um, I don't play it. Like so, uh, we'll talk later. Uh, so yeah, uh, I apologize. Uh, I, I, if anything, also it's not mentioning here. Uh, like Rockstar's being really shitty about what well, I don't know if they still are, but were being really shitty about refunds mm-hmm. on PC. Uh, they were being like, they were not like just giving refunds because like. No, that's that's like if somebody's not enjoying your product, you should be able to return yeah. it. You know, fuck off, Rockstar. If they literally okay. can't play the product they paid for, they shouldn't have to pay for it. Okay, so that's gonna do it for the news. Well, kind of, because well, well, the, the, we're gonna fold this all the stuff into, into the sure. topic. Um, so like, uh, we're gonna this. It's gonna start news and end and into our topic. And basically, today at the time of this recording and live stream, uh, it is the twentieth birthday of xbox as a studio uh, and i remember seeing xbox for the first time uh watch watching um wwf survivor series 2001 and they were sponsored by xbox it was the new hot hots are coming out um never owned an xbox growing up until my baby the one <laughs> x right down over here um but let be, uh, let's go into the news and we'll sort of talk about our experiences <clears throat> with uh, Microsoft, if any we have, or just talk about their importance in, in video games. Um, so they had a big thing uh, this this uh, this week. Um, so this might be in there, but uh, they added over seventy new games to their backwards compatibility program, uh, which I think started what two years ago. I think um, something like that. That sounds right. Um, in celebration of Xbox 20th anniversary, we've added 70 plus 30 X, Xbox, 360, Xbox 360 and original Xbox games to the backwards compatibility library on both Xbox One and Xbox Series X. These games have the benefit of the power of Series X and S, all support auto HDR, and many will receive a resolution enhancement. We've also enabled FPS boost for 11 titles and added, uh, added today and 26 more titles to the existing library. And beginning today, FPS boost is rolling out to Xbox Cloud Beta. Uh, cloud game beta for select titles like Fallout 76 and Fallout 4. Um, at Xbox, we believe in celebrating and preserving this legacy. No other art form offers the opportunity to be immersed in expansive universes through the combination of stunning visuals, evocative uh, emotion-driven storytelling, and interactive living worlds since 2015. Uh, the backwards... Oh, 20, wow, it's even longer than I thought. Uh, the backwards ability program uh, for the Xbox One... Uh, for the Xbox series of consoles... Has made it impossible. Has made it possible for gamers to around the globe to discover and replay ga- thousands of games spanning our 20-year history. Um, 
so yeah, the entire okay. So here's some of the game. Here's some of the the games that are coming. The entire Max Payne series and the Fear franchise are now playable on Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One consoles for the first time, which is cool because I've been wanting to play Max Payne three for like forever because I had it on PS3 and that game was dope as hell. Um, talking about a good Rockstar game. Um. <laughs> Uh, the entire Skate franchise is now compatible, complete with the addition of Skate 2 and playable on both Series X and S and Xbox One consoles. We also heard the desire to add more original Xbox titles to be added to the catalog. We are pleased to announce that we were able to bring 20 additional original titles into uh, new generation games including Dead or Alive Ultimate, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Star Wars Starfighter, and Otogi franchises. Um, and of course, uh, backwards ca- and of course uh, some backward capability stuff. Um, original Xbox games, uh, every backwards compatible title today added will experience improved visual quality with auto HDR, uh, and support displays, which automatically adds HDR enhancements on series X and S. Um, and, uh, original Xbox games will, will experience a resolution increase on all series uh, on Xbox consoles, four times the resolution for the series X and one X three times the resolution, uh, increase on series S and two times the resolution for base Xbox, uh, one S and and Xbox One uh, players will experience even smoother gameplay. Eleven total titles via FPS boost, uh, including up to sixty FPS, including Fear, Fear Three, Binary Domain, and Near. Um, and of course, twenty six more titles um, are going to get the FPS boost, including the Gears of War franchise, Fallout Three, New Vegas, Elder Scrolls Four, Oblivion, Dragon Age Origins, Dead Space Two and Three, Alan Wake, and Sonic Generations is getting a sixty but not FPS unleashed. boost. <laughs> Not unleashed. That was I was uh, on on the Series X. You can get the boost, but not. But that's just because the console does that natively. Um, and beginning today, FPS is rolling out for thirty titles for Viva Clown Baby. So that's a lot. That's a lot of third party stuff. And I think they pretty much said that that's some. That's just going to be the end of their um, like licenses because like they just can't come to. I guess the licensing nightmare uh, for uh, getting those any other remaining expert titles is just. Uh, just too much to handle, so this is going to be it for in terms of new additions to the backwards compatibility realm. But it was already massive to begin with, so kudos to Xbox to adding all these old games that either people played and now they could play from their old consoles to the new ones and and or new or old, new players to discover old games from ye old day past. I, I'm, I'm yeah, sure we'll talk about it more, you know, in our actual experiences. But I kind of want to boot up my Xbox now and see, like, you know, if there's any more of my games that just pop up as backwards compatible because I don't remember what all I owned. And what you know from what's on this list, right? Yeah, you might have, your library just might have yeah. gotten bigger on your on your on your Series X. Okay, um, so in addition to like announcing that, um, they uh, uh, they had a whole bunch of other announcements. Uh, in addition to that, um, as, as I mentioned, the seventy new games um, to it. Um, the Rock apparently returned to the Xbox Vault. Um, uh, a website that celebrates 20 years of Xbox offering cool prizes for new and old fans alike. And you can go to xboxvault.com for it. Um, although apparently it's overloaded with traffic. <laughs> um, they, uh, so yeah, there you go. Um, I like that they included the, his old photo with the fanny pack. Mm-hmm. Oh Classic. yeah, the 90s as fuck picture. Yeah, that's great. That should be um, the thumbnail. And making ex- making Xbox accessible around the world. Next, uh, just But instead of like, it has like Xbox logos all over him. It, that yeah. hilarious. Um, next was a celebration of Xbox around the world. Fans from Mexico, France, Italy, and elsewhere talked about the launch of the various Xbox consoles interspaced with images of special events, cosplayers, and various items created by talented artists. 
uh, head of Xbox creator uh, experience, Sarah Bond, then came to talk, stage to talk about the importance of hiring a variety of developers to create unique experiences for fans around the world. She also highlighted the importance of accessibility, such as the Xbox adaptive controller, and diversity efforts in games designs, among others. Um, and then we got a teaser trailer for uh, the Halo TV show that's going to be exclusively showing on Paramount Plus. Showtime. Is it Showtime? Oh, I don't. I don't know what Showtime plus is. It, is it called Showtime? Plus? No, it's just Showtime. Um, is it Showtime? Um, okay, I thought I saw Paramount somewhere. There's too many streaming <laughs> platforms. Damn it! Yeah, right. Um, I I did see it. It, it looked kind of surreal that we're actually getting. For, I mean, for Halo's been in the talk for getting something live action made for yeah. years, and it's actually happening. That's that's kudos. I mean, kudos it's to kind them. of been like an American um, God situation where it's been in development hell for so long. And then now already gone through multiple showrunners before the show's even out. So we'll see how it actually ends up being. It could be a really solid first season and then, you know, it goes off the rails. But No, it says Paramount Plus. Right, that. Well, yeah, that's also the ad shows the ad the ad shows Paramount Plus. Maybe it's in Mexico, but like that's why I thought Paramount Plus, because the Twitter account says Paramount Plus. It shows a teaser for it at the end, Paramount Plus. Uh, it's going to Showtime. I think. I mean, that was like an early uh, maybe, week thing. Um, it could maybe maybe it's just because that's in in Mexico or, or Spanish unless it territory. got bought up because it... it was in development for Showtime. Well, I mean, it's it's uh, uh Halo. Oh, okay. It was subsequently announced as a Showtime exclusive, and then it was moved over to Paramount Plus earlier this year. There you go. So it's Paramount Plus. I knew I wasn't crazy, damn it. No, I, I'm just. That was okay. a very recent thing, apparently. Like after development, it moved. And of course, the last big, big thing that they kind of that they announced was that the Halo multiplayer, uh, the free to play multiplayer that we already talked about, is live as of today. You can play right now. Yay. It's it's out, and you can have a good time teabagging your friends. Because what's Halo if not teabagging your friends? Sure. I wanted to play it instead of the podcast, but, you know. We're going to do that. We have a special announcement for that. So stay tuned to the end of the podcast to find out when we're all going to be playing Halo together. But not me, though. I work that day. Call in, motherfucker. And, I know, don't call in. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, uh, okay, so let's go ahead and move on to sort of like talk, just talking about Xbox. It's its 20th anniversary. Uh, I don't really have the strongest history with Xbox, I didn't grow up with the console. I was a PlayStation, Nintendo person growing up. But let's go ahead, Justin, first, because I think you might have more experience with Xbox than both me and Tyler. <sighs> I don't know how much your experience with Xbox is. Uh, it goes about 12 years deep. So I don't know how long Justin's oh, wow. been okay. on this. All right. Okay, um, so. I mean, I've kind of been in Xbox since the beginning, um, but yeah. more loosely. Like, uh... I remember when it came out because they had like the you know the demo units up in GameStop. I think it was still EB Games then, but um, I'd go to the mall and like play whatever demos they had on there. I think there was um, uh, Odd World. The what's that? Munch's Odyssey, the three D one. Yeah, Munch's Odyssey. And a few of the things they had on there. Um, and then my friend got one uh, because he like he liked Nintendo stuff, but. He's kind of been obsessed with Xbox since, like, since the beginning, basically. And so I'd go over there and, like, play Halo co-op with him. And, um, 
I would screw around in his Morrowind save. Like, he, he said, like, you can't do anything story, like, but, you know, I'd turn cheats on and, like, fly around the map or whatever. Like, it was, it was fun. Um, but I didn't know too much about the actual, like, game library back then until later when I kind of dove into some of the backwards compatibility stuff out of curiosity. Um, I, I appreciated the console, but I just couldn't get over the Duke, you know, that giant oh, controller um, that just felt awkward in my hands. Like, I'm, I'm not low. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't like love that controller. Uh, so like, I always, I, I had to keep looking down for like the white and black buttons and that kind of thing. Um, and so like outside of, you know, Halo multiplayer, um, I never got super into the original Xbox. Um, but the 360 was my jam. Um, oh, yeah. I, like, that was my seventh generation console, right? Yeah, that, seventh. Yeah. Um, until, like, I, I basically got a PS3, like, end of life, uh, just to kind of, you know, catch up on some of those exclusives. But through the generation, I got everything on Xbox. Um, so a lot of it was multi-plat titles. Like, I remember I, I played the crap out of, like, Mortal Kombat 9 on there, for example. And, like, Borderlands and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Assassin's Creed. Um, but, I mean, I loved Halo 3. Um, I actually, like, I, I played a lot of that in college because it came out my freshman year. And my roommates were super into it. Um, so, like, we'd do the, the co-op campaign... And then just like screw around in uh, in multiplayer stuff, and um, a few of my other friends would get together like uh, usually weekends, but sometimes weeknights. You know, like like in the week during class, um, and we would get into online lobbies, and um, every every time we lost a match, we'd have to take a shot. So. I wasn't that good at it, so I wasn't, like, super helpful, but, you know, I enjoyed hanging out and playing with my friends. Um, so, like, we'd start out okay, and then after losing a few and taking a few shots, it would just go downhill. Um, so it's, like, you know, a self-fulfilling prophecy of, like, you keep drinking and then you do worse. There was some bad nights in there. But I fondly remember my Halo 3 times. It was good fun. Um, and I loved Fable. Uh, I specifically remember a moment in Fable 2 when um, <laughs> I it was like the first town you go in I think I never really got that far because I just would screw around a lot like you know it's kind of that that open world open choice game where like you never actually make any progress because like there's too much stuff to do um, so I was in the first town and I kept like like talking to the villagers and stuff and long story short, I ended up marrying two different women um, on either side of the town. And, like, to get married, you have to have a house to put them in. Um, and then you can, like, you know, propose or whatever. So I had bought two separate houses um, on either side. So I just basically had, like, stash houses. And at one point, they um, they found each other, like, in the town square when I was there, like, doing blacksmithing or something like that. And got really mad and basically, like, the entire town, like, revolted against me. <laughs> um, <laughs> because, like, it, it set the alarm to, like, you know, hostile or whatever. 
And so they were hurting me, and, like, I didn't want to fight back because it would, you know, unleash everyone else, like, make them hostile. Um, so, like, it basically got to the point where, like, I couldn't go back to that town. Because if I entered the gates, people would start attacking me. <laughs> Stop. That's illegal. Yeah, it was it was really good. Um, and, of course, you know, like, uh, Oblivion, Skyrim, like, the... Like, after I'd learned a little bit about Morrowind, I never got super into it. Um, I wanted to play the, you know, next Elder Scrolls games on my own. Um, and I really liked those quite a bit. Um, but I probably played more Skyrim, like, on later consoles. Um, but I... Th- when it came out, wasn't it Xbox exclusive? I feel like you got more promotion for Xbox, if nothing else. But for Skyrim, yeah, Skyrim. or Oblivion? No, it was not, because I played that shit on PS3. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and also, like, I think the first game I got for Xbox, because, like, the reason I got the console was Fallout 3. Um, because I was a huge Fallout fan, like, from, like, 1 and 2 um, on PC. And so, like, when they announced a new one, and again, it, it had a lot of, like, Microsoft promotion. Um, I had to get it, and, like, I was deep in that game. Um, despite liking New Vegas more, I never, like, got as into it. I think it just came out in a time when I was busier. So, like, I loved it, but, like, mostly played it on PC. Um, and kind of just, you know, screwed around. Like, I, I never made it super far. But, yeah, anyway, 360 was my jam. I spent a lot of time with that system. Um, like, early college time. When I, you know, realistically should have been doing schoolwork. Um, <laughs> there's a reason it took me 10 years to get my bachelor's degree. And then the uh, Xbox One came out. Didn't really see a lot of exclusives or anything on there that I cared about. Um, I wanted to eventually play Halo 5, but I was like, eh, it's, you know, I'll get around to it. Um, and then they started releasing their games on PC. So I had even less reason to get an Xbox. Aside from, like, the old games still being exclusive, like, you know, Halo 5, for example. Um, but there was the special bundle that came with um, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. That's the one I got. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is a really good deal. Like, I was planning on, like, how to, you know, do the basement stuff at that point. Like, we already lived here. Like, it was that recent. Um, And so I was like, okay, this would be a great entertainment system for the basement. So I can keep the, you know, the PS4 upstairs. Little did I know anything about the PS5 at that point. But (laughs) keep the PS4 upstairs for Blu-ray stuff and then move the Xbox downstairs for Blu-ray stuff and games and whatever. And kind of make that, like, the entertainment center. So I got one just more as, like, a media thing. But, you know, also for... um, Jedi Fallen Order, because I figured it would run better on there than it would my, like, launch PS4. Loved that game. Played the crap out of it. Um, beat it multiple times. And then, mostly, like, focused on backwards compatibility stuff. Like, I love the Xbox One X, or Xbox One in general, for how, like, the infrastructure, you know, respects its legacy. Like, anything you own digitally is just there. Because it's all the same infrastructure. And that's amazing. Um, so, like, still, I don't own very many, like, physical games for the system. Um, 
it's mostly you know digital titles and Game Pass. Like it's it's basically my Game Pass machine. Like if something isn't on PC, I'll get it on Xbox. Um, but like I still love the system. I just don't like spend the time with it because so much stuff is on PC. Um, so I mostly use it for media and occasionally games that are exclusive. But me and Thomas still need to play through Halo 5. Uh, that's on the list. I still haven't played it. Um, I was planning on kind of making it closer to uh, Infinite, like before that comes out. But we're like a month out, less than a month out. Um, it, time kind of got away from me this, this fall. Uh, well, Metroid. Metroid yeah, I know. Yeah. A lot of games happened. Like It's been a busy fall for gaming. Um, but yeah, I, I do still want to play Halo 5, but that's kind of the one that's like still stuck on Xbox. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my history. Like it started with just Halo and Elder Scrolls and honestly it's kind of still Halo and Elder Scrolls. They don't, there's not a lot of exclusives, but, um, I love the value proposition of just like buying the console and having all of the games from Game Pass available to you. Because, like I said, I haven't really bought any other games. Like, I, I haven't needed to. <laughs> um, I mean, I got Ori and the Will of the Wisps, day one, which was another amazing exclusive. Um, and a, a part of the reason I got the system around then. Um, and I didn't pay anything for it. So, I, I love Microsoft, like, where they're at right now. But I am oh, also yeah. very excited to see where they go with some of their new studio acquisitions. Because they really need to build their exclusive library if they want to compete. Um, oh yeah. So I'm I'm curious um, to see what crazy. the next twenty years of Xbox is going to be, <laughs> more than anything. Yeah, it's crazy to see where they were at the beginning of the Xbox One, PS4 console generation, the most hated console, the DRM mm-hmm. shit. We all won't forget that. And then like they, it seems like at the end of that race they fucking turned it around where Sony was the evil dickwads. And now continuing to yeah. be <laughs> continuing to be the evil dick I mean, Microsoft and the consumer friendly now... ones. Like Windows 11 has the Xbox Game Pass app built into it. Like all of your Xbox stuff just works in Windows 11. You don't need a That's different nice. app or anything for it. It's all integrated. Like well, it's good to know when they they're going gaming forward, and that's really cool. Yeah, cool. Um, and of course, Bethesda will be, ch- and like, all the studios mm-hmm. they have, they'll be chunk. We'll be getting stuff over the next couple of years that are Xbox exclusive. Uh, cry, Sony fanboys, because you've been telling Xbox players for years to just buy the console. Buy a fucking PC, bitch. Pay yeah. up. Uh, Tyler, you also have experience with the Microsoft side of, of the, the, the shade of green. <laughs> um, what's your story, dog? Okay, so I honestly don't have that much history with the original Xbox. Like, only probably some third party stuff here and there, but. I didn't really play with the console exclusively while it was new. Um, I recall back in uh, middle school uh, getting gaming magazines touting, oh, Dead or Alive 3 is coming out. This is going to be the next generation of uh, realistic graphics and all that shit. Ah, oh, Sonic 06 is going to have a day-night cycle. It's going to look good. Ah, oh, you, rem- you remember that article, right? But... If you know the actual game, that it doesn't actually have that because that game is a developable mess of a game. But I'll get to that eventually. Um, so anyway, I didn't get... The, the first Xbox console that I got was the 360, and it was 
around um, the middle of my sophomore year in high school, uh, I remember going to a friend's house one day, and uh, they were playing Halo 3. And I was like, oh, shit, this game looks cool. Um, I should probably uh, think about getting saving up money and uh, getting this console for myself because this game is so sick. And uh, I got one for Christmas uh, with uh, the with Halo 3 ODST because my mom didn't know the, di- the differences between specific games. It did come with the multiplayer bonuses for Halo 3, though, so that was kind of a win-win, I guess. Um some of the other games I got for it was the 360 version of Sonic Unleashed, uh, which I had only experienced on the Wii because the Wii was the... <laughs> well, the Wii version's not bad. It's just the 360 version is a bit better in some aspects, but it's near here or there. I also got to, I got to experience Soul Calibur 4 and Tekken 6 on there as well. And so both those fighting games are really solid and I'll eventually talk about those uh, once I get to the 7th generation of uh, consoles on Tire Shoes reviews but yeah the 360 was my jam back in my high school days uh, I remember um, in high school we had a after school uh, video game club and uh, there were some folks that uh, set up a Dreamcast and we would play Marvel 2 and Street Fighter 3 and stuff like that. And there are these other kids that brought their 360s and would do, like, four-player Halo 3 deathmatches. And, yeah, that was the shit back then. And uh, even before uh, they popped out uh, the Dreamcast version of Marvel 2, I hadn't really played it before then. Um, the marketplace was how I experienced Marvel vs. Capcom 2 for the first time. Along with all these other vintage fighting games like Street Fighter 2, Hyper Fighting, um, I believe I also got uh, the 360 version of Soul Calibur 1 on there as well, because I had only played it the one time at a friend's house uh, on their Dreamcast, and they are pretty stingy with that. Um, so yeah, uh, around 2010, um, I pretty much uh, experienced the whole plethora of uh, new games like i experienced batman arkham asylum in arkham city for the first time because of my 360 uh, i got i got uh, halo reach on day one and uh played a, a whole bunch of that game with my friends online and uh, i got to play through sonic generations day one and uh that was a really fun time as well um Around the time when uh, the Xbox One came out, uh, the only game that I had mild interest in was Killer Instinct. Uh, there was really nothing else from there that grabbed my attention initially. Even then, back then, the the initial version of Killer Instinct was pretty bare bones. So I kind of waited uh, until they inevitably added all the other shit that they eventually did before getting my own one. Which I did in the beginning of last year. Uh, similar to Justin here, um, I also got the uh, the fall the, the Star Wars bundle as well. Though I haven't really played the game myself yet. Uh. Uh, but yeah, um, aside from that, I haven't really um, paid it much mind. Um, I have played a few games on uh, Game Pass here and there. Um, I experienced a way out with uh, Ben here at the beginning of the year on his live stream, and that was a Don't lot of fun. Don't say that. No. Was that this year? Jesus yeah, it Christ. was. Uh, I specifically remember it was uh, around uh, winter time. 
right before the winter storm of 2021. Yeah, that was rough. But yeah, uh, my Xbox One and uh, my uh, current 360 are still kind of sitting on the wayside. Um, I do occasionally boot them up if I want to play like a HD version of any old Sonic games or probably uh, Virtua Fighter 2 or whatever. But I do remember uh, the 360 being one of the cooler uh, consoles that uh, carried me through my teenage years, and I'll always be grateful for that. And um, as for the future, uh, I can only hope that uh, it'll be as hype as it was back then. So here's to that. Okay, thank you, Tyler. Uh, so I probably have the least amount of experience with Xbox here. Um, but I will say that in what I've experienced in the past several years, I, I really started off with buying Killer Instinct again. That's what really got me sort of interested in sort of like kind of like maybe because I remember the, I was vitriolic against Xbox in like 2013. I'm like, oh, you're going to fuck you. I'm going to get a PS4. I never got a PS4. <laughs> um, it's funny. After all that debate, I got an Xbox One X. Um, and I don't regret it. I, I really don't regret buying that machine. Uh, sometimes I won't use it for a while, but I feel like that's just my consoles in general. I just sometimes I just don't feel like playing them. But it's a great machine with a great library of third-party stuff thanks to Game Pass. Game Pass is the best deal ever. Um, the only past memories I have of of Xbox is uh, going to my cousin's house and playing like a wrestling game on there or playing Halo, playing Halo one or two on multiplayer or in college. Uh, joining my friends in one of the few times I've been drunk in my life and playing Halo 3 multiplayer and vomiting all over my friend's carpet mm-hmm. um, just because of the FPS dizziness and the alcohol. It was not a good mix. Uh, but I remember having fun. Uh, uh, luckily, I didn't have to pay for the carpet cleaning, but um, it, it was it was all good. Um, yeah, I, I, mine's going to be very short. I'm just, I'm just happy where Xbox is at right now and that I don't know if they're competitive in a sense with Sony in terms of like, that stuff but i know that their ecosystem seems to be a lot better yeah they don't have the exclusive but they have stuff you want you could play there's literally something it's not exclusive to their platform but it's optimized well for their platform and the the amount of sheer um buffet for your platform is there like you get your indie games you got you got fighting games you got a little bit you got a little bit of everything on on game pass and overall xbox consoles um and uh the i I guess like i'm gonna be really short because i really don't have much to say on it other than um, I, I love the turnaround that they've made of this in this Latin last generation. Um, the only thing I want to see from the future is a new Killer Instinct. Um, yes. Considering the the 2013 one was a budget fighting game and grew into something that should have never been that. Like it defied every single odd against it. Like that's that's my favorite of Xbox original game. Uh, it, it they brought back fucking Killer Instinct and they make it they made it the best fighting game of the past generation and even still now. It's, it's not there's definitely some cracks now because other games have taken what KI have done and p- applied them to their games um, but you can still hop into KI today and you know they started the K- Killer Instinct started the uh, free to play model um, for fighting games it's the only fighting game that's done that I'm, and it proved to be really successful because we got four seasons of content out of it out of a budget fighting game um, I'm surprised I, I assume more fighting games would have taken that but you know I guess because they're American uh, most fighting game devs are Japanese I don't want to do it that way um, I hope that whatever the next KI gets, I don't know how, like, I'm kind of worried because of, like, I don't know how you can follow up 2013 because it was near perfect in terms of its balance, its netcode, its presentation, and, like, 
Um, like I, I'm scared for it, but I'm also I really want them to announce it because like that's that's that right there. With, like Justin was talking about exclusive and exclusive, like they have those rare titles just sitting right there. Um, I want a new Conqueror's game. Are there? It's like your, your new new Conqueror's game, Banjo. Um, like I said, K, Ki for me, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So. Um, you know, I, I think their future's bright. I think you know the buying of Bethesda may have been overloaded, but um, if that just means that they're it strengthens their console exclusives, I think that's going to be good for them. Um, if anything, you know, buy a PC, and it proves to go show you that uh, Xbox doesn't, Microsoft doesn't care where you, if you buy their console or not, as long as you subscribe to Game Pass, you know, they'll support it, uh, and you know, um, I think that's commendable. Uh, I don't think they're really worried about hardware sales as much as they used to be because um, they know Sony's going to beat them in a department, but they can beat them in uh, just in the subscription pass alone and uh, incentivize for people to keep staying along by adding new stuff. So um, I'm rambling. Uh, not much to say on here other than I want a new Killer Instinct game. That That's it. Me it's, been, it's been six years. Um, it's been since at least five years since they even actively put anything new into the game. So uh, games actively being played, but you know, no new content. So we'll see how it goes. So there you go. That's 20 years of of xbox what a year of memories of the green machine um and and all that sort of stuff what's your personal memories of it um uh, what game uh did you make you buy an xbox over ps3 i was a ps3 kid guys i'm sorry um so uh, i don't even know why i chose the ps3 with all the titles i bought oh god ah! Bless you. Okay, ah! here we go ah! oh shit here we go <laughs> sorry um all the funny enough i could have bought an xbox 360 in 2011 um because all the titles i bought were all third person all third party games so they could have easily been played on on 360 but it is what it is um all right guys we're gonna get out of here um let us know what your favorite xbox console is favorite xbox game and what game made you buy an xbox whatever version of xbox there is justin uh, I always expect you to say more. You can find me if you look for Zero Score on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch. I'm also trying to start using my Instagram again because I kind of forgot I had it because I wasn't like going anywhere or anything. So I, you know, had no pictures to post. But now that life is somewhat returning to uh, normal, I'm trying to use Instagram more. So follow me there. Uh, I think it's at Zero Score Justin um, because that Zero Score was taken unfortunately um yeah i am going through kind of a rebranding um of my stuff i've been having a lot of fun making like all new motion graphics and stuff um i'm i'm not quite ready to reveal the final products yet but i think i'm going to finish my metroid retrospective and then do something kind of like thematically uh related to how the graphics look and like introduce them with that video content. Um, so yeah, look forward to that. And then, like I said, me and Ben and Thomas, um, maybe a fourth person. I don't know yet. Uh, will be streaming halo infinite on Thursday. So check that out. Assuming Ben doesn't vomit everywhere. That might happen. <laughs> That that might happen on on Thursday. Uh, Tyler, you can follow me on Twitter at hates that tie. Check the pin tweet to take heat to my YouTube channel, home of Tire Shoes Reviews, where I review old ass fighting games for your pleasure. I am currently working on the next episode as we speak, 
so look out for that in the future. Also, on the cinema shot side of things, uh, the season one finale is up on the site right now. Uh, it, we talk about Justice League Dark Apocalypse War for a whole hour straight. Uh, that was a fun one to work on uh, and to talk about, so look forward to that. Uh, we There's no new episode this week as of this recording. Um, there is a vote on Twitter right now, as as of now, uh, where you can vote between uh, the, the next series that we're going to be doing for Season 2. Um, mine is going to be for Dragon Ball Z movies, Ben's wanting to do the Tenshi Muyo movies, so... Uh, it is up to the lovely people to decide what we watch next. Vote wisely, please. Um, or vote what you want to see. Uh, and of course, you can follow me at twitter.com slash marvelousiki for all things related to the Marvelous One. And for this week and this week only, I will be streaming five times a week. Goddamn. Uh, I st- normally stream four times a week at twitch.tv slash iki2814. Saturdays, Sundays, Tuesday. And Wednesday, all at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Saturdays are playing It Takes Two. Oh, oh my God, that game is. Oh, the game gets better and better. Uh, there's a clip I put on my Twitch channel. Y'all should go check it out. Where I literally go crazy over a moment. Uh, Sundays we're playing Mass Effect Three, the game. Uh, and then Tuesdays we're exploring more of the Outer Worlds. And then Wednesday we are playing uh, the Minish Cap for Zelda Month. And of course, I have a sub goal going on to if it reaches, we're halfway there. I will play uh, Metroid Dread on hard mode for Merry Metroid. Uh, and of course, go to chartshow.com for all the written, co- written. We don't do written content. We don't do written content in years. All the content, including this very episode you're listening to, uh, and you can also listen to, listen to uh, the cinema shot as well, atomic shot as well. You can also listen to the wrestling uh, watchalongs that me and Thomas do the, the slam alongs. On the most recent episode that went up was WWF King of the Ring, the infamous Undertaker versus Mankind Hell in the Cell match, and the one that will be going uh, live this week. Uh, by the time uh, around this time this episode is posted, will be Starcade 1993 Ric Flair versus Vader, where Ric Flair puts his career on the line for Vader's WWF WCW World Title. Um, and of course, the poll will be going live for our next one. So check our Twitter account for that vote as well. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, we're gonna get out of here and go enjoy the rest of our evenings. I'm the marvelous Iggy. These are my wonderful co-hosts. Uh, and until next time, guys, stay charged. Hello. Goodbye. Hello. Okay.